When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL returned this week, and so did Aaron Rodgers making his debut at Jets camp on Wednesday. Of course, the former Packers QB was traded to New York this offseason and plans to be a full participant at camp. Then today, the Cleveland Browns officially reported to their camp, and all eyes were on Deshaun Watson as the Browns try to get their offense back on track. And tomorrow, the champs are back to work. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are set to start their title defense as the Kansas City Chiefs start training camp this weekend well we don't have training camp to report to we do have a fun show for you on this beautiful friday welcome into nfl live i'm victoria arlen alongside mina kimes and dominique foxworth making his nfl live debut it is a great day to have a great day and a team <laughs> looking to not only have a great day but hopefully a great season well are the cleveland browns who reported to camp today and a familiar face arriving was this guy, Deshaun Watson, and with $230 million fully guaranteed, the Browns are hoping that this year the gamble they took on their QB will pay off because last year, well, that wasn't the case. However, Watson did say during minicamp back in June, he, quote, regained his confidence, and he's going to need that because in his six starts last season, Watson completed only 58% of his passes, the fourth worst in the NFL, and the Browns offense averaged fewer than 13 points per game with Watson under center. Now, with a full offseason to work with this year, Watson will look to replicate the success that he had in his last full season in 2020 when he ranked in the top three of the NFL in completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, and yards per attempt. Now, Dominique, does Stefanski, Stefanski need to change up his style of offense to better fit Watson? See, I'm so excited you're here. I could barely even speak. <laughs> they absolutely need to change it up. I mean, uh, when you are that committed to a quarterback the way they are financially, and the modern game is based on success of a quarterback, as talented as they have been, they, as, as they are in this, with the running back, obviously of one of the best, or excuse me, Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in football. They need to do something to aid the quarterback. And I don't know what it is, honestly. I spent a lot of time today trying to figure out how to make things better for them, but they're so good at so many different things that are very challenging to do, like run the ball as well as they do. You would think that that would be the basis of a great Shanahan disciple offense, but we've still yet to see one of these Shanahan offenses use an athlete at quarterback and do something special. So maybe we'll see it this year. Yeah, Dominique, it's hard to find like a split in which Deshaun Watson was better last year. I suspect you were looking through them. You have to go back a few years. And I think yeah. that's ultimately what uh, the Browns and Kevin Stefanski have to do as well. They have to move this offense away from the signature under center wide zone than boot system to replicate something closer to what uh, Bill O'Brien did with Deshaun Watson in Houston. Put him in the gun, spread things out. Uh, I would use a lot more empty and let him hunt mismatches. And another reason I like that approach is 
I think this group of Browns skill players is kind of sneaky good and they complement each other well. You've got the one of the better route runners in the NFL in Amari Cooper. You have Speed now and Elijah Moore, who they traded for. Size with Cedric Tillman, their draft pick, and David Njoku. So I think if you trust Watson and those playmakers to win their one-on-ones, I think you can get more explosives than you would from that traditional let's do the Shanahan scheme and just make everything simple for the quarterback offense. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the Shanahan scheme is you make it simple, and that sometimes takes control away from the quarterback and takes the opportunity for special Mm -hmm. plays away from the quarterback. What you're calling for is kind of spread it out and let Watson make a lot of decisions, let the plays develop. That's just traditionally not what you want from the Shanahan scheme. The the beauty of all these type of Shanahan offenses is it's based on play action, and the read is going to be simple, and the guy is going to be open. And normally what you get from that is – like bad quarterbacks become average, average quarterbacks become good, but you rarely see good quarterbacks mm-hmm. become great with the exception of, I guess, Matt Ryan and, and Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. And we've yet to see what we expected out of Trey Lance in San Francisco in the Shanahan scheme where there's a really great athlete at quarterback combined with a great running attack. He certainly has a lot to prove for $230 million, that's for sure. Now let's shift things over to the Super Bowl winning Chiefs who report to camp tomorrow and they're looking to do something this year that only eight teams have ever done and no team has done since the Patriots back in 04. Repeat a Super Bowl win, but to do that, you got to keep things dialed in and well, there have been some changes for the Chiefs. Now for the second time in the last three years, the Chiefs have significant changes on their offensive line. Both of their starting tackles last season, Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, left the team in free agency, and they will be replaced by Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith. The wide receiver group will look much different, as well as following the the departure of Juju Smith-Schuster, who was their leading wide receiver last season. Now, despite all of these changes... They still have number 15 under center, Dominique, who, you know, we know Patrick Mahomes. He's the best. Who is the most important player that is not named Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, it's not a fun conversation to have, but I think it's Donovan Smith, the offensive line. I think the Chiefs have proven uh, last year especially that they do not need to be uh, dependent on a lot of impressive receivers. They have Andy Reid, who pre-Patrick Mahomes has never really put out a bad offense. They're reuniting Patrick with Matt Nagy, who is an offensive coordinator that he's comfortable with. The really only question you have around Patrick Mahomes is can you keep him upright and can you protect him? If you can do that... All those other familiar names are going to find a way to have success. Yeah, I think Donovan Smith is the right answer in terms of being like the biggest variable we see when we look at the Chiefs, in part because I'm not worried about the defense, which is interesting, right? Like we associate the Chiefs over the last few years with having one of the best offense in the NFL and some questions on defense. But last year, this defense in the second half of the season was a top 10 unit in EPA per play for a number of reasons. The four-man rush really came, really came alive. I thought they improved in tackling. But a huge factor was the improved play and development of so many young players on that side of the ball. One of the more striking stats to me, Dominique, going into the Super Bowl last season was that the Chiefs started more rookies on defense mm-hmm. than every team in the NFL but Houston and Chicago, which were not competitive teams. This is the year when they get to cash in on all that young player development. George Karloftis up front, Trent McDuffie at corner. You need Brian Cook 
starting at safety. This young linebacker group uh, finally gets to play together and be healthy. To me, when we look at the Chiefs and we talk about what does it take for this to be a dynasty, it, it is the money they've saved, the value they've found with those young players on defense, and I expect them to take another leap this season. Well, to piggyback you, Mina, the Chiefs had the third most defensive snaps by rookies last season. So, look, they're on their way. Now, moving over to another story we've been following. It was a unanimous decision by NFL owners yesterday to approve the sale of the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder to a group led by billionaire Josh Harris for a record-setting price of over $6 billion. New owner Josh Harris was asked about how to create a winning organization. Take a listen. It's about creating a management team where everyone doesn't look the same. Uh, and it's about uh, zero tolerance on, you know, uh, you know, ethically challenged behaviors. When Josh and I talked, the first thing I said was, do you want to win? And he said, yes. I said, I'm in. Because I don't invest in sports teams to just for ego. I invest to win. We got to deliver. So I'm also, uh, you, the fans should be aware and you should be aware, I'm, there's a lot of sleepless nights. This is an amazing day for me, but I'm stressed. So I, <laughs> ESPN's John Keim tweeted just a few minutes ago, I have not seen the level of enthusiasm that I saw today by the fan base in a long, long time. It is indeed a new day. As the sale of the team was finalized, we found out that Daniel Snyder was fined $60 million by the NFL after an independent investigation concluded he sexually harassed a team employee and that the team withheld revenue from the NFL. Attorney Mary Jo White led the investigation and noted the lack of cooperation from Snyder and some of his top officials. Commissioner Roger Goodell said that the league was satisfied with the outcome. Coming up on NFL Live, our Madden rating reveals continue with the quarterbacks. Mina and Dominique tell us one QB not named Patrick Mahomes that they would take to win a game, and the answer might surprise you. Plus, after pumping up their secondary this offseason, will the Giants be able to slow down the high-powered NFC East offenses? Hear why Mina thinks that they need to be tougher in the ground game in order to compete. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. 
They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. First to the hole. He's off to the races. There's no one in the NFL who can really match this guy. There's nothing he can't do. He should be in the 99 club soon. In traffic. He says, give it to me. Welcome back to NFL Live. Madam Reveal Week continues now with the top 10 quarterbacks. We're going to start with number 10, Tua Tungavailoa, with an 83, Mina. Yeah, finished third in QBR last year, took a massive leap on the strength of his accuracy and anticipation, and, of course, an unreal group of skill players in Miami. All right, number nine, Kirk Cousins with an 84, Dominique. That seems about right for Kirk Cousins, but I think he's a 99 when throwing to Justin Jefferson, which is the only place he could throw the ball ever. <laughs> All right, number eight, Aaron Rodgers with an 86. How do you feel about that, Mina? I'm, I think I'd be a 99 throwing to Justin Jefferson. A bit of a down year for Rodgers, but he was also injured, some issues with the talent around him. This is a bet on him bouncing back, and it's a bet I'd be willing to take. Number seven, we've got... Dak Prescott with 87, Dominique. Yeah, Dak Prescott is a hell of a football player, but I think one of his best assets is his decision-making pre-snap. That doesn't factor into your man choice, whatever <laughs> dummy's holding the stick. That's not fair. All right, number six, Justin Herbert with an 87, Mina. He's got it all, the arm talent, the athleticism, the processing, makes more wow throws than just about anyone. I'd like to see him attempt those throws a little bit more, and that might be what pushes him up. Number five, right down the middle, Jalen Hurts with an 88, Dominique. I mean, I hate to complain about an 88, but what more does he have to do? Like, he would have won the MVP if he had stayed healthy. I think he's a hell of a downfield passer and a great playmaker. At least put him in the 90s. Come on now. All right, number four, Lamar Jackson with a 91, Mina. Uh, yeah, a guy who seems like he was created inside the game of Madden because it's just so fun to watch. One of the most electric playmakers we've ever seen. Literally a cheat code. All right, number three, Josh Allen with a 94, Dominique. Back when I used to play Madden, there were some players that you were not allowed to play with. And I feel like Josh Allen should be one of those. There's two of them. You can't play with the Chiefs. You can't play with the Bills. <laughs> what about this guy? Number two, Joe Burrow with a 95, Mina. Yeah, celebrated for his accuracy, his smarts. But don't overlook his scrambling ability. There's nothing sneaky about his athleticism. I agree. I agree. All right, this one you definitely can't. You can't play number one Patrick Mahomes because he is a 99, Dominique. You can't play him in Madden. Oh, yeah. When you're playing FIFA, you don't play with uh, with Paris. And when you are playing Madden, you don't play with the Chiefs unless you want to. If you want some respect, you don't play with teams like that. No. You just don't do it. No, you don't. Now, Mahomes <laughs> won his second MVP last season and then capped it off with his second Super Bowl win. He became the fourth starting quarterback in NFL history to win multiple Super Bowls and multiple MVP awards, joining Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Peyton Manning. The most impressive part, Mahomes needed only six seasons to reach both of those accomplishments, by far the fewest among those QBs.
Now, Mina, if you need to win one game and you get to pick any quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes to start for your team, who are you taking? Okay. I'm about to say something that is like antithetical to everything I represent as a football analyst, and I hope this clip is erased from the internet. But and Dominique Foxworth, I almost want you to put the earmuffs because I, I don't want you to give me guff for it. Joe Burrow just okay. wins. I'm sorry, he he just wins. Like he just does. Uh, I know, I know. I hate it. Wins are not a quarterback stat. You've heard me say that a million times, and I could talk about Joe Burrow. I, I did talk about his athleticism, or his arm strength, his accuracy, the athleticism, the smarts, his decision making. He avoids mistakes. Those are the reason why he's so good in these clutch moments. But it's just hard not to look at his record over the last few years. Some of his performances in the playoffs, particularly with suspect pass protection, and not to pick him because I just have so much belief in his ability to rise up in big moments. I know, I hate myself right now, Dominique. I hate it. The transition <laughs> is complete. You got football in your blood. You are you are like my old coach in high school. Like, you are that guy. You, know, you want to talk about dog? You don't care about no stats. Get those numbers out here. Put your hand in the dirt and run, run, run the ball. He just Strong wins. He's a winner. That guy's a winner. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed <laughs> you know of yourself. I don't know what's happening you, to you. You're getting know it's soft. True, though. I mean, how did we get here? I, I don't know it's true. I have not given up. I'm transitioning in the other way to more sensible. Right. I bet you love to do Oklahoma's on the first day of training camp, too, don't you? You're one of those. <laughs> Just go. All right, Just so go for it. All right, the quarterback I would with. choose, the quarterback I would choose is Lamar Jackson. I think hmm. not knowing what type of roster you're putting a player into, I think the guy who can take yeah. whatever roster and turn it into something special would be Lamar Jackson. And I know the, the um, criticism of Lamar Jackson might be compared to some of those other guys, his throwing ability, but you don't need to come back from behind too much with Lamar Jackson because he's just that good. And anyone else that you would name, like uh, Josh Allen, who I think would be a great choice, but Josh Allen was a different player when Stephon Diggs showed up. Mm -hmm. And the same thing could be said for uh, your pick, Joe Burrow, as, we, as great as he's been, and he's certainly the difference. He's been pretty comfortable with the weapons that he's had. Lamar Jackson has had a revolving door of weapons, and not many of them have been great, and he's been incredible this entire time. Well, speaking of Lamar Bummer. Jackson, he tweeted his reaction to the Madden ratings because he got a 91, and he tweeted, I'm going to just move it to 99 when I get the game. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Now, just outside of the top 10, of course, is Trevor Lawrence who led the Jaguars to the AFC South title in his second NFL season. Seahawks QB Geno Smith gets an 81 overall rating after his breakout season last year, while former Seahawks QB Russell Wilson is a 77 after struggling in his first season with the Broncos. Now tune in all week across ESPN as we continue to unveil the highly anticipated Madden ratings and scan the QR code on the screen for more exclusive Madden NFL 24 ratings content and coverage. And staying on quarterbacks, new on NFL Live from our own Adam Schefter, the number one overall pick Bryce Young and the Panthers reached an agreement on a four-year, fully guaranteed $37.9 million contract. Congratulations, Bryce. Coming up on NFL Live, stick around for the heartwarming story of Caleb Ford, a Bills fan whose wish was to spend a day with Josh Allen and his favorite team. They're all about persevering and uh, and keeping a good attitude, and that's what I'm about.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Since 1980, the Walt Disney Company and Make-A-Wish together have granted over 150,000 wishes globally for children facing critical illness. ESPN's My Wish series shares the stories of some of these life-changing wishes. To learn more about Disney and ESPN's efforts to deliver joy when it's needed most, visit wish.org slash mywish. All this week, in partnership with Make-A-Wish, ESPN's My Wish series has been making sports wishes come true for kids facing critical illnesses. During his three-year battle with brain cancer that requires him to undergo chemotherapy treatments, Caleb Ford regularly mentored other kids going through similar cancer treatments. For his wish, he wants to spend the day with an official, as an official member of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, At the Buffalo Bills training facility in Orchard Park, New York, players are studying film, not about an opponent, but a new teammate. This young Bills fan, Caleb Ford of Winter Garden, Florida, who has used his own life challenges to help others in need. I've always tried to take on a leadership role, being a, a positive influence. His mom encouraged his music. His dad took him to Texas A&M games, but by the end of his junior year, Caleb knew something was wrong. I was getting more nauseous, getting headaches, and um, I had like weird noises in my ears. Like I felt like I had flippers on my feet sometimes, or I would have slurred speech. Oh, and by the way, I'm losing my eyesight and my vision in one eye, and I thought, okay, wait a minute, that's not right. We need to get him seen. By 5 o'clock that afternoon, they told me he had a brain tumor and that he was having surgery at 7.30 the next morning. It was devastating. Caleb had medulloblastoma, brain cancer. He was in surgery for eight hours. They said they removed a golf ball-sized tumor from the base of his medulla um, and that they got 98% of it. He had a ventilator, he couldn't talk. He had to like patch his eyes because his eyes were really cross-sided from the surgery and he was very frail. They told us that he may never talk again. They told us that he may never walk again. Beginning in the summer of 2020, Caleb underwent five weeks of radiation, then months of chemotherapy. How did you know 
that you were prepared for this battle, as you call it? I've been preparing my whole life with like just building relationships. I have my family, I have my relationship with the Lord, I have everything. He's just a brave, brave young man. And he's a very compassionate young man. So as he battled, Caleb Ford was a resource and a friend to other teens like Riley Hewitt as she faced brain surgery. What was it like for you to get to talk to Caleb? It was so relieving. He was giving brutally honest response and it was what I needed. Somebody that I could have that open conversation with about something that just sucked. <laughs> Someone has to come and who's done it before and I was happy to be that person. I wanted to offer a helping hand. In August 2021, Caleb rang the bell, signifying the end of his 14 months of treatment. That was amazing. It was a great moment. Just everyone was there. What happened to him after that? He had a scan, and his cancer came back. And it returned our world upside down. Our understanding is, um, outside of a miracle, that you can combat that, but you can never fully defeat it. But his doctor's ominous words is that this is what's going to kill you. For his wish, Caleb would like to spend a day as one of the Buffalo Bills. They're all about persevering and, uh, and keeping a good attitude, and that's what I'm about. Now, it's Riley supporting Caleb in his fight. He thinks they're talking for a documentary. His friend has a big surprise for him. Caleb, you have meant so much to so many people, and you have made their cancer journey a lot more bearable. So we would like to make a wish come true for you. Thank you. OK. Dear Caleb, on behalf of the entire Buffalo Bills organization, this letter is to inform you that your wish is being granted. Pack your bags and come meet us in Orchard Park, New York, where you'll get to enjoy the day as a member of the team. Congratulations, and we'll see you soon. Sincerely, Brandon Bean. That's awesome. <laughs> Days later, at the Bills facility, Caleb walks into a room filled with players who've just learned about him. Caleb is gonna be with us today. Caleb is our new teammate. Caleb and his family that are here with him. Bills players are eager to shake Caleb's hand and express their admiration. Among them is one of his heroes, Damar Hamlin. Damar, how you doing? Great to meet you, man. Once I sign here, uh, we send it into the league and you're officially a Buffalo Bill. With GM Brandon Bean and owner Terry Pagula, Caleb inks a one-day deal, gets a locker in real Bill's jersey and swag, and meets a player who understands just what he's facing. Question, Barry. What's crazy is nine years ago today, I was diagnosed with cancer. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, you stay, you stay, keep fighting the good fight, man. For Caleb, it's a meaningful message of support. And before he heads to the practice field, there's more, too. From Orlando. Hell yeah. Where we're from, man. Yeah, y'all yeah, are? From Orlando. Yeah, Winter Garden. Oh, nice. Nice to meet you, Mama. How you doing? Nice to meet you, too. But nothing prepares Caleb or his loved ones 
for number 53, Terrell Dodson, an Aggie that Caleb and his dad used to cheer for back in College Station. Yeah, I got something for you. Since you're A&M guy. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Inspire me, Giggle. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Dude, my dad, my dad would love that. He went to, yeah. he went to A&M way went back to Yeah, way back yeah. when, yeah. What's up, Dad? I wish you were here, man. Um, nice meeting you. Nice talking to you. Caleb inspired me today. Um, he's a hell of a kid. I mean, sir. I appreciate you. And uh, Thank gig, him, you. gig him Aggies. Gig him. Gig him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On the sidelines during a scrimmage, Caleb's got some big responsibilities. Offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey is letting Caleb call the plays. You're natural, Caleb. Along the way, he's learning down and distance calls and Bill's terminology. A little option route here in the slot. I can hear you better than Doris, just let you know. I'm a natural. After the scrimmage, Josh Allen and Caleb are sharing a lunch. Salad. Eat healthy. Are you a, you a Chick-fil-A fan? I had it yesterday. Dude. <laughs> Downstairs, these two keep the connection going with a game of FIFA. Let's go! 86th minute. Caleb wins with a golden goal. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm the guy. All right. Credit where it's due. That goal. Yes, sir. <laughs> it caps a joyful wish for Caleb, a life defined by compassion for others and a spirit ready for the fight ahead, all bolstered by the caring support his favorite team has shown him. Y'all taught me a lot about heart today. I learned a lot about heart, and so thank you guys. So uh, uh, with that, Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. Sweet. Absolutely incredible. Shout out to Make-A-Wish and of course the Buffalo Bills and shout out to Caleb for inspiring us all because despite the challenges he's faced and continue to face, he's determined to help others and be a positive force. The true definition of what it means to turn your mess into a message. May we all be like Caleb. We send all of our love and good vibes here at NFL Live to Caleb and his family. Still to come, Patrick Mahomes was asked about the most underrated quarterback in the league, and his answer will surprise you, but Mina might have to agree. That's coming up next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
dived. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. And with the season right around the corner, get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. It is time to read and react in some news from around the NFL. And we start with the Jets who reported to camp this week. And new QB Aaron Rodgers was asked about how long he plans to play for the Jets. Take a listen. I'm not a big cliche guy. Most people would say, you know, I'm just taking this one day at a time and one year at a time. But, um, you know, the Jets gave up a lot for me. So, you know, to just play one year, I think, would be a disservice. Now, if that one year turns out to be a magical year, who knows? But it's more than that, it's how my body feels. But the way I feel now, you know, I think I could, I think I could play a number of years. All right. Dominique, what does uh, Roger's commitment to the Jets mean? I mean, it's obviously that they expect more than just one year from him, but you heard him say if that one year is a magic year, who knows? So they win the Super Bowl, does he ride off into the sunset? Either way, I don't know if, uh, if it's up to him how long he's there. At this age and with that offensive line, I think health is the most important thing for uh, determining how long he is an effective quarterback for the Jets. So hopefully he stays healthy and hopefully they play well. All right, Patrick Mahomes was making the rounds for his Netflix series quarterback and was asked who the most underrated quarterback in the NFL is, so take a listen. I think this guy right here is. I mean, like, I paid him to say yeah. that. I mean, if you look at Kirk over here, man, wins every year, puts up great stats, did it in Washington, does it in Minnesota. Talk to any other quarterbacks in the league, they're going to say the same thing. I agree with that. I've been in a few systems and a few coaches, and a lot of the tape that we'd watched was of Kirk. A guy consistently year in and year out, continues to prove why he is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Do you agree, Mina? I do. I mean, underrated, overrated depends on what the rating is, but sometimes I hear Kirk Cousins discussed as a bottom half quarterback, and I really disagree with that. Uh, Patrick alluded to his statistical production throughout the course of his career, but until last year, he was consistently in that sort of 10, even 8 to 15 range. Last season, his stats dipped a little, but I would actually argue he had a better season, maybe his best season as a Viking because of how aggressive he was in the second half of the year, especially throwing to Dustin Jefferson. So I do think that Kirk Cousins is underrated. Well, let's move on to the team that knocked Cousins and the Vikings out of the playoffs, the Giants, in their yeah. first season under defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Now, the Giants' defense improved significantly. They ranked first in the NFL and QBR allowed, led by a pass rush that pressured opposing QBs on 32% of their dropbacks, which ranked sixth in the NFL. How are you feeling about this Giants defense heading into the season, Dominique? Yeah, I'm excited about this defense. They went and got Deontay Banks from Maryland, one of the best corners in the draft, which I think will help support that secondary. But the real strength of this defense is their defensive line. And another year uh, for Thibodeau out there next to Dexter uh, Lawrence, I think they're going to be or, yeah, they're going to be pretty impactful with Williams there on the defensive line also. So they're a strong unit that I think is getting better, but they're kind of hampered by the fact that they're in a conference and a division, frankly, with two defenses that are much better than them in the Eagles and uh, the Cowboys. But in any other division, this is one of the better defenses or more interesting and exciting defenses behind Wink Martindale that you might have. Yeah. yeah this defense was kind of better than it had any right to be last year, uh, given some of the injuries and right. 
talent issues. Uh, they were still, however, a bottom third defense. So for me, the question of what can they do to be average or better this year is contingent on a couple of things. One, they really have to improve that run defense. It was the worst in the NFL DVOA, allowed the highest first down rate, the highest rate of runs going for 10 or more yards. Uh, they did take steps to address that, beefing up the defensive line on the interior a little bit, signing Bobby Okereke, who's a linebacker, uh, which was a major issue for them last year out of Indianapolis. So we'll see if that helps. The other thing that I'm curious to see if it improves or evolves, and, and I'd like to hear Dominique's thoughts on this as well. So under Wink Martindale, as is his want, this was the most blitz-happy uh, defense in the NFL, played a ton of man coverage. But interestingly enough, when they didn't blitz, so when they just sent a standard rush, some of those uh, defensive linemen that Dominique alluded to, defense was actually pretty good. So Dominique, one thing I'll be curious about is whether recognizing some of the additions that they've made and some of the talent they have up front, Wink Martindale maybe dials it back a little bit and, and lets, you know, some of uh, devotes a few more bodies to coverage than he did last year. Yeah, you and I have talked about this a, a lot, not specifically with this team, but I think when you have a defense, what you want to do is put pressure on the unit that is the most talented. And normally when you do a lot of blitzing, yeah. that's because you have the most talent in the secondary. You need to find a way to manufacture some pressure that you can't create with just four. And so this roster is not perfect for a Wink Martindale defense. I think when he was in Baltimore, you saw a defense that was really talented in the secondary, but didn't have a ton of explosive pass rushers where blitzing worked really well for them. But since they are not a, a great talented defense, you would like to see, or at least last year, I thought it was smart to be aggressive in their blitz packages because you create a little bit of chaos and maybe some uh, mix-up. But I do think one of the more important things for how well this defense uh, uh, does this coming season is how well the offense plays because they dealt with a lot of really terrible field position and not yeah. a whole lot of uh, point support. But we'll see what happens when they get Saquon back, if they get Saquon back. Well... I've got some news for the both of you. We've got new on NFL Live. <laughs> Speaking of the Giants and some news newsworthy, they announced this afternoon that they have signed running back James Robinson, and they could prove to be important if, like you said, Dominique, Saquon Barkley ends up holding out for week one. Also of note, the team signed Cole Beasley. The wide receiver now reunites with his former offensive coordinator. Now, Mina, do these moves make sense? Yeah, it's hard not to see that Say that news about James Robinson and not just see Saquon Barkley insurance uh, uh, hanging over top of it. I say that yeah. as someone who doesn't believe that Barkley is going to skip week one, but the depth chart behind him, Matt Breda running back, a rookie out of Oklahoma, Eric Gray, that they drafted this year, not particularly uh, calming for Giants fans. So in James Robinson, they do get a veteran back who has been productive at points in his career. He was very good in Jacksonville. The signing makes a lot of sense. It's low cost, low risk. I would say the same applies to Cole Beasley. Of course, Brian Dable knows from Buffalo, but now they have like 20 slot receivers. So I have no idea how that depth chart is going to shake out. Oh, it definitely is going yeah, to be. Yeah, I mean, there is no. Oh, go Dominique. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was just saying that there is, there's no perfect insurance for Saquon Barkley, but the real key to me or most exciting thing about this offense is figuring out how to use Darren Waller in an effective way. I think that's a place where they can find a mismatch where 
you don't really find too many other mismatches with the uh, skill players that they have on this Giants roster. Yeah, it's going to get very interesting in New York, isn't it? For both New York teams, so we shall see. All right, check out this amazing story out of Jacksonville where the Jags assistant strength and conditioning coach Kevin Maxson has become the first male coach in major American men's professional sports to publicly come out as gay, telling out sports he didn't want to hide who he is any longer and hopes to inspire others. Now, Dominique, what kind of impact will this have throughout not only the organization, but the league? Yeah, I think it's great. Honestly, saying that it's going to have some major impact kind of makes it feel like a bigger deal than it actually is. Like, this is the next step. Uh, you go from Michael Sam to Carl Nassup to, to now a coach openly gay. I think it's not surprising. It doesn't feel like a shock, which is encouraging. So I'm not saying that it shouldn't be celebrated. It certainly should be celebrated. We should be proud of the progress that the NFL has made and, the, frankly, the progress that we've made in society in being more inclusive. However... I honestly don't think it feels like a big deal to me. It doesn't feel like a big deal in the NFL world, and I strongly doubt that it's going to feel like a big deal for any of the Jacksonville Jaguar coaches or players. Well said, my friend. Thank you. Yes. Couldn't say better myself. All right, next. After an unlikely turnaround last season, will this Lions team be able to keep their momentum and make waves in the NFC North? Hear why Mina thinks their first-round pick could be the key to their success. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Here's the next UFC event exclusively on ESPN Plus, and it comes from the O2 Arena in London. The prelims begin tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, followed by the main card highlighted by the heavyweight main event. We got a quick flashback to yesterday's show where despite not being on with us, Dominique Foxworth caught a stray from RC. Well, what happened was he, he beat my boy Dominique Foxworth for a touchdown, and then he went all Tiger Hood on the, on the football. <laughs> you love to see it. We love you, Dominique. But yes, that was a moment. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't me. That was somebody else, obviously. obviously. We'll check the tape, RC. Obviously. Get it right. We'll check the tapes. We'll check the tapes after the show. But all right, we got to keep it moving. All right, we all remember Jameer Gibbs on draft day when, when he shockingly received a call from the Detroit Lions that he was being drafted. 12th overall and just only the second running back taken in the first round. And since then, he's signed a four-year deal and already reported to camp as a rookie. Now, the Lions will look for immediate contributions from Gibbs following the departures of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Now, Detroit 
will also be without wide receiver Jamison Williams for their first six games due to a suspension for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Now Gibbs will pair with free agent signing David Montgomery in the Lions' backfield. Mina, what will be the biggest challenge for this Lions offense early in the season? Yeah, I'm really interested in watching the Lions offense these first few weeks uh, without Jamison Williams because they really don't have someone who can win outside and win deep. Mm -hmm. And last year, when DJ Chark, who was that guy for him for much of the season, was out for several games, their design pass rate went from, I believe, 55 or probably 65 to 51 percent or something. Basically, they went from being the Bengals to the Bears and just leaned on running the ball. I, I think with Gibbs, however, Ben Johnson, who's their very talented offensive coordinator, has the opportunity to do something different. Uh, the Lions offense was pretty similar to the Rams in a lot of ways. I think with Gibbs, he can steal from the San Francisco 49ers. I expect to see a lot of 21 personnel. I expect to see Jameer Gibbs used not too dissimilarly from Christian McCaffrey. And even if they can't get air yards, he can get explosives through yards after the catch with Gibbs, especially if he finds the right way to deploy him early on. Yeah, I'm a sucker for the Lions. I made the mistake of watching uh, Hard Knocks last year, and I kind of fell in love with the team, and now I feel like I know them personally, so I'm rooting for them. But I do have faith in them, even though their offense is without that big playmaker. And you know me, Mina. You know I really think it's important to threaten a team deep. But this team has... The one thing that you can have better than any of that is an offensive line that you can trust doing just yeah. about anything. As far as passing the ball, running the ball in different schemes, that's going to give them an advantage. Of course, we're not we're in the modern NFL where you can't just run the ball to championships. But teams are going to have to alter their defense and compromise their secondary in order to do something with Jameer Gibbs. And, of course, the point that you made is moving Gibbs outside of just the backfield and finding other ways to threaten them, he could become a problem that uh, is a dilemma for defenses that causes them to compromise themselves and open other things up. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Lions this year, and I'm kind of a secret fan. Damn hard not. Well, it should be. I mean, <laughs> your, your point about the offensive line is really important. This is one of the best offensive lines in football, and I would argue that matters more for this team than maybe – or this quarterback, rather, than maybe other quarterbacks because – there's one thing we do know about Jared Goff from his career, both in Detroit and in L.A. He is very sensitive to pressure. The fact that he gets to play behind such a talented line, it makes me a lot less worried about regression from Goff because he is in a very good situation. He will be well protected. I think that matters more than the skill players. Yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely going to be very, very interesting. So we shall see what happens. But look, they revealed some pretty cool jerseys. So it is time for one more thing. Now, before we finish the show, we are going to reveal some of the cool uniforms. So we're going to start with Cleveland Browns. So I'm going to going to show you uh, show you my little poses here. So we got the Cleveland Browns. We're going to move on to the Colts. Oh, nice. So all the blues right here. So we got the the poses right here. Do I you seem kind of cool? No, I definitely don't. All right, we're going to move to the Vikings. I like the pose here. They were kind of just like cool. 
Fleet. You know, what do we think of these guys? Do we like this one? Yeah, I mean, this one's my favorite, Mina. I think you're gonna agree. The Seahawks are just joy, okay? They're just full of joy. We like the Seahawks, right? <laughs> it's just like yeah. full of joy. What do we think of I mean, these, these, are amazing. these ones, right? They're pretty amazing. Yeah. Clearly the best. The Clearly the you're best. unbiased. Weigh in. Yeah, just super amazing. All right, Brad about live. Yeah. Mina I, and I'll Dominique. I'm Victoria. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend.